Welcome to Mining Stock Daily, brought to you by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. Today is August 17th, and because it's Friday, a day we allocate to in-depth interviews from the resource market here on Mining Stock Daily, we're going to jump into the conversation I had with Dave Kranzler yesterday about some historical data in regards to this current and tumultuous resource market we are facing along with a company both of us have invested in and are keeping a close eye on in the coming weeks. So enjoy the conversation. We'll see you in the end. And welcome back, and thanks for joining me, Dave, uh, my partner in crime here on Mining Stock Daily. How are you today? Well, I don't want to be associated with crime. Poor Other than that, I'm words. doing well. <laughs> Thanks Poor for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing really well, uh, despite uh, <laughs> trading activity uh, yesterday throughout the uh, resource markets. Um, and uh, I haven't read it yet, but it sounds like uh, your mining stock journal, which is uh, should be uh, sent out to subscribers here soon, you provide a little bit of analysis to um, why yesterday may have happened and, and you know what's the current trends in the in the market, can you fill our listeners in a little bit, and without giving too much of the goods? Sure. Um, and just just point a note: you haven't read it yet because it won't be released until this evening. But um, you know, this is this is one of the nasty price corrections that we get in the sector and have occurred ever since I've been involved in it, going back to two thousand and one. Um, in fact, I, when I first jumped in, I'll have to, let me just pull up a chart here just to get my numbers right here. But, uh, when I jumped into the sector, the Huey index, the Amex gold bugs index was trading at the 50 level. And I actually remember seeing it, you know, trading at like 45, you know, my point of comparison, it's, it's trading around 145 right now. And it ran up to pretty quickly, actually, also within a two-year period, it ran up to 150, mm-hmm. right? So you basically had a triple in about a year. And then you had a pullback to 100, you know, so you're talking about a, a, a big pullback there. Um, and so, and it's kind of gone like that in cycles over the years. It's, it's a volatile sector and it's, it's people, people tend to get emotional about it. And, and, um, you've got hardcore, I guess, if, I don't like to call them gold bugs cause I think it's a pejorative term, but you know, you got hard, cold, hardcore gold investors like myself who don't believe in fiat currency system. And the mining stocks are, are a way to leverage your view on where you think the price of gold and silver are going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday, you know, over over that period of time that I've been involved in the market, what's ha- what happens is the hedge funds chase the market higher. They get very long COMEX gold futures. The banks feed them the paper and get short. And then at key technical levels, the banks pull the rug out trigger sell stops, which forces hedge funds to liquidate their positions. Um, and it's, you know, that drives the market down. And it's been a very profitable way of trading for the banks that trade on the COMEX. Uh-huh. JP Morgan is one of the primary ones, HSBC. Um, 
Citibank now is is very Citicorp is is very involved. But um, at any rate, uh, now starting in mid 2015, not only would the hedge funds liquidate their long position, they'd start going net short. And that would take the market even lower. And, of course, the banks would be standing ready on the other side to be buying the paper that the hedge funds are shorting. And at a certain point, and again, I mean, there's no, not necessarily any specific trigger, um, the market reverses and moves higher, and the hedge funds are forced to cover their shorts. And, of course, the banks are there to sell the paper back to them at a nice profit. And mm -hmm. I think right now the hedge funds are by far – the most net short they've they've been ever on in Comex Gold futures and um, the the banks. If you look at just the swap dealer category and the commitment of traders report, the banks are. I'd have to look at my numbers, but I, I I'm there. If they're not at a record net long level, they're close to it, and they may be at a record net long level now because the open interest in Comex Gold is higher now than it was when the when the latest commitment of Traders commitment of traders report was was um, effective, which was as of a week ago Tuesday. So um, I, I suspect that yesterday's sell off was a very very aggressive selling by the hedge funds trying to push down the market and cover their shorts. Now, um, are we at a, was it a capitulative day yesterday? I don't know. I mean, the, the mining stocks. Were, were just mercilessly punished. Um, and again, it's something I've seen seen before. And depending on which index you look at, um, you, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of bumming out. Um, mm -hmm. The Huey right now is down to, to 142. It bottomed at 100 in... Uh, it bottomed at 100 in, 20, in, in, in uh, 2014. And by by late 2016, it had run all the way up to 280. You know, and that I mean that's a high degree of volatility. Sure, sure. But it's still 40 percent below where it bottomed in the you know in the in the post 2011 bear cycle that we had in the sector. Sure. Now, if you want to look at um, the GDX, let's just look at the GDXJ, which is the Junior Gold Miners ETF. It bottomed. In uh, it bottomed in I, I want to say like just the first week of January of 2016, it hit uh, 1750. Okay, and it's it's at 20 it's at 2750 right now. So you, so you're looking at essentially about a 54 percent gain over that period of time now. When I was in my younger days, like in the 80s and 90s and, you know, 55, 54 percent over a two and a half year period was considered a great return. Sure. Now people want, you know, they want to find stocks like Amazon and have a triple in a year. Well, you know, to me, that's not realistic. That's 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 bubble investing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the fact that that the junior mining stock index is still 52 percent above where it was. After the most vicious bear cycle we've had since the bull, secular bull market and the precious metal started in 2001, I think is pretty good. So um, I'm not calling for a bottom here. I mean, it's impossible to do that in this market, but I would say we're much closer to a bottom um, 
at this point, I don't think we're going to go down. I don't think we're going to go back to where we were at the beginning of 2016 in the junior mining stocks. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, right now is a great time to start kind of, quote unquote, wading into the market. Right. Right. So, and I actually, you know, in, in, in the journal I'm going to release tonight, I, I present some ideas for that. Some of the, some of the, what I consider to be better quality junior mining stocks and, and also a couple ideas on, on large cap producing stocks that have just been relentlessly pushed lower over the last several months. And I think if, if the market does form a bottom here, um, you know, some of these stocks are going to give you doubles and triples over the next six to nine months. Yeah. And to uh, subscribe to that, to the Mining Stock Journal, they can reach you through investmentresearchdynamics.com. Yes. Um, and just a note to the listener, this interview is actually recorded uh, Thursday midday. Uh, it will be released actually Friday morning. So uh, the timing might be a little off for people listening <laughs> Friday morning or throughout the day. Um, but uh, just to give some context to the conversation. And a few of those uh, buy recommendations you have in uh, the journal, Dave, uh, obviously you give a lot of context as to why you place those companies into those uh, buy situations. Um, but I did want to bring up one company you and I have had pretty lengthy conversations about over the last few months, and that would be Mineral Mountain Resources uh, with their um, uh, Rockford uh, Gold Project in the Black Hills. And they came out with a pretty interesting news release this morning uh, regarding uh, more drilling uh, to, they say, um, should, they expect to hit a long, uh, deep vein uh, that they presume is there. Um, so can you kind of run us by, like, your context with uh, Mineral Mountain and what you see in that company as a strong buy? Sure. Uh, I actually presented Mineral Mountain, I want to say around 15 cents in the Mining Stock Journal in the summer of 2016. And it, in that period of time, it ran up into the mid-50 cent level. This is U.S. dollar context for anyone who's in Canada listening. And uh, it ran up on excitement and hype for the project. Uh, there was one specific analyst out there who hyped it. And then it traded back down uh, uh, after some drill results that were highly misunderstood by the market. And I'm not saying that it deserved to have been up in the mid-50 cent level, but it certainly doesn't deserve to be down where it's trading now. Um, but anyway, uh, Mineral Mountain is developing the, it's, it's the, the old standby mine project in the Roachford district in South Dakota, and it's, it sits... I forget geographically what the distance is from the old Homestake mine in South Dakota. The old Homestake mine at one point was by far the largest gold mine in the world. It was an extraordinarily prolific producer. Um, at one point in the 1930s, Homestake mining paid a $50 dividend a year in gold. Hmm. And the, the people who are developing the, the um, standby project uh, a guy by the name of Nelson Baker founded a, a company called Rainy River, and he took over a property that had been cast aside up in Canada. And don't quote me on this number, but I believe he eventually sold it. I forget who he sold it to, but he, he took it from zero to essentially a $600 million valuation. And 
And uh, so now I think that's what he's looking to do f- with this property. And it, there's been drilling that's been done on the on the property since I think like the late 80s, early 90s, and they have all that drill data. And part of the problem with the project was that it was little postage stamp parcels of land that that needed to be consolidated into one big land package. And that was the first thing that, that the Bakers did and, and his partners is they went and they consolidated all the land in that area so that they have a big land package um, that encompasses all this drill data. I mean, it's, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of meters of drill data. Um, and they, they believe that the geology beneath the surface is identical to the geology of the home, the old homestake mine, which no longer operates. Um, it's basically, I think it's basically been largely depleted, but, um, at any rate, uh, the early drilling that they've done, plus the, the historical drilling, it's kind of confirming what they, what their thesis is or their theory on the geology. And, the latest drill results were even more strongly confirmed that the, the geological structure beneath the surface, very similar to where some of the big deposits lie, had, had lied in the um, Homestake mine. So the drill, the drill news that was reported today is there, they, because of the last couple drill holes from the, from the results of that, they think they understand how the mineralization is situated into the ground and, and where part of the deposit might lie. And so they're, they're going to test that out. Um, and if it comes back with, with a decent strike length and, and uh, some decent intervals of mineralization, I think this stock will probably get a pretty, pretty big boost pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that you had pointed out that he had mentioned that you thought was, that sounded kind of funny was he had mentioned that it's, it's not, you know, they're not encountering uh, nuggety, I guess, yeah, or gold yeah. nugget type mineralization. And that's, that's important. And I haven't spoken to the company since the press release, but I think what they're alluding to is the fact that the mineralization runs kind of in, in a continuous in a continuous fashion, it's not composed of nuggety gold ore. That's right. And I just know from my conversations with with other geologists that uh, nuggety ore drives geologists crazy because it, it makes it harder to find the deposit, you know, that's produced the mineralization. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the result of this drill hole and um, – uh, I actually added shares myself when the stock took a hit, and I think it's trading around fifteen or sixteen cents now. And I'm, I'm probably going to add some um, either today or tomorrow or early next week. Sure. Well, I actually uh, called the company uh, this morning uh, prior to you and I connecting, and spoke with Brad Baker um, about the news release, and he said exactly. I asked him a couple questions, and he said exactly that about the quote-unquote nugget effect that uh, they felt that they really needed to hit home in the news release. And what what he had mentioned was uh, he didn't want to, that they wanted to kind of make sure that they put that in there because the concern is a lot of companies who have nuggety gold will hit high grades in a very, very narrow section of their drill core, but then average it out over a longer length, Right. And mm-hmm. so it is. The, it is a continuous. Uh, they, they, it looks to be a continuous uh, 
deposit of, uh, of gold uh, throughout that link. So th I think that's why they really made sure to hit home the, uh, there is no nugget effect in this style of gold deposit uh, in the news release. Another important um, uh, thing that he mentioned to me is actually that that drill uh, is running uh, right now. Uh, today was their first day to go towards that target. Um, and they expect to potentially have assays back from that core uh, early to mid-September. So not too far away. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> you know, and again, this to me, I think this is really their first specific target drill hole that they're that they've put into the ground. And and the other drill holes that they've had so far that have disappointed the market were actually very very valuable to the geologists there because they're, they're, they were essentially kind of scout or exploration holes trying to figure out how the deposit sits geologically in the ground. And so um, the hole that they're, this hole now that they're in the process of drilling, this, the, you know, the, the target is a specific result of the earlier drilling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll be anxious to see, you know, what it returns. So I'm sure Mineral Mountain's not the only company covered in Mining Stock Journal, and I'm sure there's a few others. Again, if... For our listeners interested in picking up subscription to that, please visit investmentresearchdynamics.com. And uh, Dave, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to hit home uh, before the weekend begins? Yeah, just real quickly here. Um, you know, like if the Dow drops 100 points, CNBC says, oh, the blood's running in the street now. you got to buy the dip. Well, <laughs> That's that's kind of silly, but right now, kind of what we're seeing in the sector is it, it's it's been hit so hard over the last week that I think you are starting to see the blood running in the streets. That the sentiment indicators that I look at and I look at several are all at multi-decade lows. Hmm. You know, and there's one that I saw this morning um, that if it goes any lower, it'll be back to where it was in 2001. So, and I can tell you back then, no one was looking at this sector other than a handful of us idiots. <laughs> so I, I think if I want to just emphasize anything, it's if you, if you're sitting on positions and you're down, just sit tight. If you've got cash, you know, and you, and you're looking to invest in the sector, you know, just add a little bit at a time. Cause you know, I, I'm not, we're not going to pick the bottom here. But I'm pretty confident that we'll be a lot higher in 9 to 12 months from now than where we are right now. Well, thanks for the advice, Dave. And uh, you be sure to have yourself a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you again uh, down the road. Sounds good, Trevor. You have a good weekend, too. And that's going to do it for us today and this week here at Mining Stock Daily. Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. I'm Trevor Hall. Have a great weekend. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.